0: People like try to get everything right before they start their business. And as soon as you start, something's going to come up. You just got to start, you know, and my thing is like fail fast because, you know, I don't want to spend five years putting this together and then I do it like I want to do this. I'm going to get in, like, oh, I hate this, and get
1: out. <laughs> you know I what say me? that, like, I mean? I say fast. that all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'd rather, you know, when, when I start working with a client, I'm like, okay, I don't I don't want perfection. I want you to have as many failures as possible right now. Right. The right. key is take those, implement them, learn from it, and and keep going. The faster going. you do that, the faster you'll take off. Yep. 100%. I love that.
0: Either way, you'll quit. And then you can do something. <laughs> but, you know, but it's, it's true. Like, you okay. might find it's not for you. You know what I mean? Like if you fail, 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 you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this. I don't love doing this. You know? Yeah. Fail fast for both ways because then you could do something else you love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I'm love like, it. Karen's like, that's not what I want you to say. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not encouraging people to quit. But no, no, you're right.
1: You're you're 100 right.
0: Welcome to The Ownership Game with Gary Montalbo. What would it take to get into the driver's seat of your life and leave your mark? The
1: Ownership Game starts now. My guest this week is the relentlessly charming Dawn Fitch. Dawn is a graphic artist by trade whose life took a turn when she became sick with an autoimmune disease. She didn't know what was happening at the time but in an effort to experience some relief from her symptoms, she began a journey of paying close attention to what was going into her body, as well as what was going onto her body. When she discovered some of the harmful chemicals found in her everyday favorite skincare products, it didn't take long before she started making her own. And that's how Puka, pure and simple, was born almost 20 years ago on her kitchen stove. This is a remarkable story of the magic that is possible when life throws you a curveball and you choose to get in ownership. Okay, so we've obviously known each other for years now. Last time we spoke, we were at uh, Sony. You were, you had a whole different career. You were a graphic artist. Yep. And it sounds like your story with Puka had already begun, your journey, right? So let's go back to the beginning and kind of walk me through the journey and how you ended up the idea for the company. (laughs) Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So that was in, it was actually before our Sony Times that I was working in the city. And just live my best life. And I was working on 34th Street. And you always have to think, well, look, I'm from Jersey. So when we get on the subway, we have theme music and we walk in like, yeah, we're in the city. (laughs) So we had our theme music. And I was, it was just a really good day. The sun was on my face and I just started to feel a little twinkle in my legs. And I was like, "Mm," like my legs are going to sleep. And within like seconds, I went numb from the waist down, like totally paralyzed. Could not feel my legs, feet. It you want to talk about a scary experience. And I was just like, and thank God I was with a friend. So he kind of just pushed me over and I like leaned against the wall. And I didn't uh-huh. even know. I was just like, I I can't feel my legs. So he went into the store owner, they called the ambulance. This is on 34th Street. Like we were right by Empire State Building, like down uh-huh. by Fifth Avenue. And they called the they call the ambulance and I went to the hospital and that began like, I don't know, maybe a seven, eight year journey of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Uh-huh. And yeah, <laughs> just doctors, doctors, and they just couldn't figure it. Now, this was also in the, that was in the nineties. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how we were, we're only both 30, so I don't know how That's we were right. even really here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, <laughs> but you know, like it, all they did was they sent me home and they were like, follow up with your doctor because by that time the feeling had come back. So I started mm-hmm. going to doctor after doctor and I had so many tests and they could not figure out what it was. So they really didn't give me any medication and they kept just telling me to go home. You're, you're healthy, go home. But I was like, I don't feel good and I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I was getting like increasingly tired, fatigued, just tingly. It was just, I was just sick. So my parents were like, you're going to keep going. So I really tried to manage my own health care and just not stop going to the doctors. And I would get diagnoses here and there. Oh, you have fibromyalgia. Oh, you have this, or you have chronic fatigue syndrome, or you have hypoglycemia. I'm like, okay. And everything they would give me, I'm like, okay, got it. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. take the med- medication, but I would look up what I needed to do to fix that symptom.
1: And I would feel mm-hmm. better
0: for a little while. And then I was like, that's not it because then I would feel bad again. Mm. So I really started digging around into aromatherapy. Like that was for feeling better and just like for the mind, like just lavender and burning eucalyptus and stuff, just because I wanted to mentally try to feel a little better. And I found a little shop, a little shop in the city. I can't even remember what the name it is now. And I used to go in there and visit that lady every day and buy some essential oils. And I started feeling a little bit better. I was like, okay, essential oils. Um, and then I was just, <laughs> I read an article about your skin and your skin is the largest organ. What you put on your skin goes into your system. So I was like, all right, well, if I'm cleaning out the inside, I'm going to clean out the outside too, because I was a bath and body junkie. Like I would slather anything on my skin. Oh, it smells good. And just, so once I started doing all this research because I was sick, I was like, what the heck are these ingredients? And Mm. I was like, you do not need all of this to moisturize your skin. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I had that wherewithal at that point. I just was like, don't put anything in your system that you can't eat right now. Mm -hmm. So I just started doing that and I started to feel better. And then I became the annoying family member. Oh my God, you're going to put that on? You don't use lavender? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're like, uh, six months ago, you weren't even using lavender. Okay. No <laughs> so I was like, okay, but I was getting results and I wanted them to feel better. I was yeah. like, I'm feeling better. I want them to feel good. And I was just reading about petroleum jelly and stuff we put on our skin. And I was like, we can't do this anymore, guys. So I I mean, I went to school for graphic design and the graphic artist and me was like, look, I started making bottles and potions and I was like, eh, put a little label on it. I was like, all right. So I'm going to, my mom when we were little called us pukalitas. We don't, we still like, what is that? But it was a term of endearment. (laughs) We were like, where did you even get that from? She was like, I don't really know. But you fall down, where's my pukalitas? I was like, oh. So I wanted to put that on the label and I just couldn't fit it. So I just had all these little bottles of puka. And I, I always tell people, I was like, at this point, I'm single. Like, I do not cook, Gary. Like, not like a lick. I blend, but I do not cook. <laughs> but I tell people, if you go to my house, you're not going to eat, but you're going to be moisturized. Okay? Your, skin is, <laughs> your skin's going to be good, and you will be moisturized. So, I, I mean, I would have shea butter, the stove, Castile soap, and they were like, this stuff is everywhere. So, my friends were like, look... You're making all this stuff. Make more of it. And let's go to a festival. Jersey has a, a festival, PNC Art Center, which actually I think is close. That festival is closed. It was an African festival. And they're like, let's get a table. Let's go. I was like, all right, let's go. But in my mind, I was like, I don't want to go to this thing. I was like, but I was like, but I might sell something. And they were these shoes that I wanted. You see, like, the simple things that you always, <laughs> the simple things you always want. People, are like, did you always <laughs> want to be entrepreneurs? I was like, no, I wanted shoes. I, I wanted, wanted shoes. shoes. Worn a pair of shoes. <laughs> they were like, oh, well, that's not an inspirational story. I'm like, no, no, no. My dad wasn't. Then I tried to clean it up. My dad was an entrepreneur, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> gary i was like let me clean this story up make myself a little more inspirational i, I
1: think wanting shoes is just it's, as good it's a reason, reason as right? any 100
0: thank you look thank you so we set that little table up and we went and i was so nervous like i was just like i made this on my stove and this was not it, was, it wasn't supposed to be a business. I was just like, uh-huh. oh, people are not going to buy some homemade stuff. So I hid by the bathroom. Like, the bathroom was down the, <laughs> around the corner. So I was, like, watching and looking. I, didn't, I would come to the table a little bit. As soon as people would come, I would float off. I didn't want any parts of it. I was like, I don't know what they're going to say. And my friends and family, they sold my little stuff. We sold the entire table. And we were like, I think we just started a business. And that's pretty much how the business started. That was a long answer. Sorry.
1: (laughs) No, that is an amazing, amazing (sighs) story. And I'm really present to just being a yes. Hmm. Just like being a yes, like opportunity showing up, yeah. like because I feel like sometimes the universe, God, spirit, like whatever you believe in, intuition just starts to give you these messages, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, mm, no, 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 but you're like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, let's, I, oh, okay,
0: let's go, yeah, let's <laughs> go for it. I, <laughs> so yeah. you're,
1: it's beautiful. Okay,
0: I like, oh, okay, yes, next. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes, it, But that's, no, but that's so key because I feel like we get those breadcrumbs all the time and we don't always trust ourselves to follow them.
0: I don't know if it's where we are in life. Like we're so focused on like, okay, gotta do what I'm doing, pay my bills. Like we get so into our routine. Like mm-hmm. I just started taking full-on drum lessons, like whole set mm-hmm. drum lessons. I'm the oldest lady there. When I got there, they were like, everybody make sure your parents sign into the portal. I was like, well, let me call my 83-year-old mother. Like, Ma, I need you to sign into this portal. <laughs> I need you to sign into this portal for me, Mom. Because <laughs> I'm an old lady taking drum classes. But that was a yes. Because I started like, look, family members have passed. Life is is getting serious. It is serious. Yeah, but on the flip yeah. side, I was just like, oh, I've always wanted to play drums. And instantly, they, like, I asked myself, so why haven't you? The classes yeah. are like $30. Take a drum class. Yeah. So yeah. I have been taking drum lessons for the last month. And when I have my recital, me and the other eight-year-olds, you're going to come, Gary. I,
1: I would <laughs> love to.
0: It's about being yes. Like, say yes. Yeah. Try stuff. Like, if you might love it. You might not. But, like, life is here to try things. Say yes. Yeah. I love that. Say yes.
1: Yeah. Say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk <clears throat> about, let's go back to that point in the story. So you realize you had something. Right. In that moment, like what was next in terms of getting things going and and kicking off the business, like what 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 did you think about next?
0: Well, at that point, like we were like, oh my gosh, we started a business, and you got to remember this is two thousand, so websites relatively new. You know what I mean? Mm. There was no Facebook. Oh my god, so. <laughs> so, so there was no yeah social that was media.
1: MySpace times right yes, that, that, there was or MySpace before, and things like that or even before that yeah
0: right but and even that way even those things weren't used the way we're using them now
1: yeah so 100%. you wanted
0: to find somebody you were still picking up a phone book so we were like all right how do we get the word out about this business now and or what do we even do next so I did put up a website but I was like all right we have to go grassroots so we started tell, calling friends and calling family and, and looking for other festivals like that to do. And like one would lead to the next one, and then somebody's like, "Ah, I'll host a party for you at my house." So we did like two years worth of puka parties. Like we dragged <laughs> all the stuff to people's houses, and we played games, and like we almost set up our own little mini Mary mm-hmm. Kay type of of business. It, it, it was it's so different the way businesses are done now, and. It's, I'll I'll get into that later, how it's a pro and a con for me. But we just started building the business like that. And it's funny because I was still, I had left Sony at that point. This was was in 2000. I had left Sony and I had gotten a job at American Express designing credit cards. What do you, have you ever seen an American Express card? What do you actually design on there? (laughs) I was like, but the money was good. So I <laughs> I I went over that, there and
1: that, it, that American Express money is good. I had I had an good. American Express design job once too. I, <laughs> I was like,
0: I don't have to do that much. I was like, let's move the name on this side. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so I they actually I was there for six months and they had massive layoffs. So I was like, mm. me, a couple other girls last people in, gone. So at this point now, I'm like, all right, I'm out here. And I was like, well, I turned it when I was like, all right, you're doing these these oils and stuff. Let's see see if this actually takes off. So I was still making everything out of my home, in my apartment, without an internet, just a telephone, cell phone, and just calling people and collecting a mailing list. Because we knew we needed email addresses. So Mm -hmm. everywhere we went, let's get email addresses. I didn't even use Mm -hmm. them then. But we mm-hmm. need, thank God we're the wherewithal to know that we're gonna need these email addresses. <laughs> so it was just totally grassroots until we got our very first retail location. And that freaking story, I don't wanna say freaking on your podcast. I'm you sorry. You can
1: okay. say freaking. <laughs> okay. We've got we've got the beep function, don't worry. <laughs> like, you can say wait, see the <laughs> thing. <laughs> I always tell my guests, just be yourself. I'll take care of it on my end. <laughs> oh,
0: look, see, the, see the things corny people are worried about? I don't want to say freaking on Freak. your podcast, Ooh. right? <laughs> uh, so look, I, was, I wasn't I was working at that time because I now I'm laid off and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this business, but that's not enough. You can't, I had to be able to support myself. So I like hats off to people who leave their jobs to start their yeah. business. I was already, like I was out of work. Like my thing uh-huh. came down the road when I was offered a job. But I was like, I got to get a job. And this is one of, this is the breadcrumbs we're talking about. I was like, I got to get a job. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll get a job. So a friend brought me to another place, a new restaurant, a new rib, rib joint. At that point, I was vegetarian, I needed meat. I was like, look at me over here, slinging ribs. I was like, okay, but I'm going to do what I got to do. So I worked with this guy. It was his restaurant. The owner such a nice guy. So I worked there probably for like a year and a half. And all I did was, I mean, I didn't complain, but I shared my story. Like, I think everything about Puka is me, like, sharing the story and just yeah. telling what's happened and, and getting mentorship from him. And he mm. was, like, amazing. And he was like, da, da, da. And we would talk. Da, da. So a year and a half in, we're still doing these parties. I mean, it's enough to maintain me with the job that I have from him. But I was like, it's not really going anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. So he
0: he he decides he's opening up a catering space, beautiful catering space, right next door. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. Da, 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 da. Now, because I've been talk, pouring this business down this man's ear for a year mm. and a half, he was like, you know what? He said, I'm not using the space in the morning or during the day. He's like, if you want to use this for a store, you're welcome to it. And he walked out. I was like, did I just land a street? And this is in, like, I'm in Jersey. It was in Montclair on Bloomfield Avenue, which is hot realty. And Mm -hmm. this man was like, oh, I think he said he was going to charge me $400 a month, Gary. And every month he forgot to ask me for the money. Oh, thank (laughs) God for bad memories. (laughs) I was like, what? So that is how we landed into our first retail place. But I always say that's a pride. Like I have a lot of pride to the side moments. We talked about some before and going to sling ribs, like entrepreneurship is not always sexy. You got to yeah. If you, is if your dream and you want to do it. Sometimes you have to do those other things that you don't want to do.
1: No, but you're pointing to a really beautiful lesson that we should stop on, because I do think especially now. Everyone thinks that it's just sexy. Everyone thinks like Instagram just makes it so that it's like everything is flashy, everything. And it's like, no, there is like opportunities that when you humble yourself and and use them to build that relationship, use them to learn because you can learn from anything. Yo, you can yeah. learn. I mean, look at you. You're freaking selling ribs at that point. Like, not even anything that you eat. Right. But look at all the things that came from it and all the uh, all the lessons, all the connections, all the... I love it. I love it. It's such a valuable lesson there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're now rocking and rolling in our very first location. And like I said, he forgot to ask us for rent. He's still... He's one of my best friends now. And mm-hmm. he's totally a mentor. But I will never... Like, that was so instrumental in growing this business. Like how would we have gotten our very first space? But we, sorry, but I did put in the work. I put in the work. It may have been rib work, but I put in the work for it and just kept talking about the business. So we stayed down in his basement uh, maybe another two years. And during Mm. that time, that's when I got a call from Will, who was a friend of ours from Sony. And he's Mm. like, ah, Dawn, I know you're doing all your stuff. Come back and show us what you're doing. I was like, okay. And I hung up and I was like, I don't want to go there. I do not want to show them people I'm making oil. Like, I just felt like embarrassed. And I was like, yeah. okay. And that's an honest thing. People are like, oh yeah, entrepreneurship is great. Yeah, well, I'm struggling. I'm slinging ribs and I'm selling yeah. oils. So I'm like, I don't know what they're going to say. And you know what? You know what got me there again, Gary? Well, maybe they'll buy some, I can buy some more shoes. They buy <laughs> some more stuff. I can buy some more shoes. I was like, okay. So I packed up my stuff. I went to Sony. And they put me in the conference room and it was, Gail's a bunch of people in there. I was like, oh yeah. And I set up all my stuff and I just started talking. This is what I'm doing. I had gotten sick, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I was like, I shared the story. It was just like verbal, like blah, blah, blah. But I was like, that's what I'm going to do because that's what I'm here to do. And I never know yeah. what's going to happen. And the woman who took my job after I left was like, I have a great connection that works at Whole Foods. And that is how we got into 64 Whole Foods stores. That's how. Now, I always tell people that story and they're like, oh, my God. It was that. No. The we
1: woman still, who took your job. Yes.
0: Yep. I mean, she didn't. Ta- like, I left. Well, and they, yeah, she yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 She didn't take my job. She'd be like, I <laughs> didn't. <my> She's <laughs> looking to the podcast. I didn't <laughs> take her job. <laughs> <what?"> <laughs> she had already left. <laughs> like, okay. Yes. I, and, and she was. I didn't know her. That's the funny thing. All the Sony wow. people that I knew, all my friends were very supportive. She was. Yeah. I didn't know her. And she yeah. introduced herself, and we had a great conversation. And I talked more about it. And she's like, "I got somebody for you to meet." Like, hit this. And that guy was so—he was amazing. Now, when I tell people these stories, I said these stories are meant for inspirational effect, and it's true. But there's always a middle piece. We had to get insurance. We had to make sure our labels were right. We had to. There was a lot to do to get prepared, but we got yeah. the opportunity. That was yeah. like the game-changing moment. Was, was going there.
1: But I think, I'm so glad you pointed to that, and you jumped in and figured all that out. Right. It's really what I'm getting, because a lot of people try to get all that sorted out before, but you actually, the way that you did it, you, you jumped in first, and then you let the next steps inform the next steps. And what's also beautiful about that is that you had a product that got tested in the market before you even did all that. Like exactly. you you knew there was a demand. You knew that people wanted this stuff and yep. then, okay, well, now now that we're, let's get insurance, right? Like, right. let's figure this right. out. Right,
0: exactly. Let's do all <laughs> that stuff. And and both ways work. I mean, some, I have a really good friend, and she has the same type of business. And we work together. We don't compete. But we are so opposite into the stick. She uh-huh. will think something to death, but she yeah. makes sure her P's and Q's are right. Yeah, but sometimes yeah, yeah. it never gets started. And yeah. I'm like, before she finishes the sentence, I'm not signed up for something Gone. or and, and I get it done, but sometimes it doesn't work and I waste money. Yeah. So you got to yeah. like, there's times for both, both ways. And yeah. sometimes you got to find a happy medium that way, yeah. that day it worked. <laughs> it worked. So <laughs> it, it was amazing. And so we, we sort of spent the next couple of years just getting in the whole foods and getting on the shelves and things like that. And still I got. I have a downside story, we, but it's always a learning lesson. We were small, and we were like, okay, we were we weren't doing. There was no QuickBooks, so we were doing like Excel spreadsheets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a good accountant. But this is a lesson, like especially now, if you start a business, protect yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a trademark done because mm-hmm. it was 2001 and Dawn was like, oh, I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting ready to put Whole Foods. It's exciting. We're going on the shelf in our first stores in New York. And I get a letter to cease and desist from using this name. I was like, what? Because there was another company called Pookie and they said we were infringing on their trademark. And I spent a lot of money. And these people were going, they were, they were not good people. They were going out of business. And I guess they came across our name and was like, hey, we could get some money from this girl. So that was, and they were lawyers. I don't know if the mm-hmm. act, that person was a lawyer, but they were lawyers in the family, so it wasn't costing them anything to throw yeah. up these cases. And I did not protect myself; I did not have a trademark. So we went back and forth. I spent a lot of money. They can; they it was ruled that they can tell that they were going out of business. That you could see what they were doing. But if we were, if I ever got any calls or anything about their company, blah blah blah, I had to pass it on to them. And I couldn't make lip balms for two years. I wasn't even well. No, I was making lip balms, but I wasn't making a lot of money for them. But I mean, the money I spent on that lesson, uh, and I just tell every entrepreneur now, you are not too small. Protect yourself. I'm not mm. saying spend a million dollars, but I mean, even if you do a, a dirty trademark, put it in a manila envelope and mail it to yourself. I don't even know if that holds up still now, but you have to at least address what you know or don't know and make sure you protect yourself because it yeah. really, it can really cost you.
1: I love it. And yeah. <laughs> listen, those are those are big company problems. Like- those are the kind of problems that when you're growing, it, they they pop up even when you do your due diligence. Because when I worked at Lime Life and ran a $100 million operation, they we still have people hitting us up trying to get away with all that stuff. Like uh-huh. it, It's just how... It's just a game. There's opportunistic people out there. But yes, protect yourself and don't, don't overthink it is what I'm trying to say. I'd much rather you guys swing out and and go for and it, go for it yes. and then you're like, and then you can sort it out along the way, like, because I so many of us just think about that stuff and harp harp on it yeah. and don't yeah. really take. it. And action. you'll never and, be
0: that prepared. People like try to get everything right before they start their business, and as soon as you start, something's gonna come up. You just gotta mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. And my thing is like fail fast, because I don't yes. want to spend five years put putting this together, and then I do it like yes. I want to do this. I'm going to get in like, oh, I hate this and get out. <laughs> you know what I, I, mean? say like, that,
1: you I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'd rather when I start working with a client, I'm like, OK, I don't I don't want perfection. I want you to have as many failures as possible right now. Right. The key right. is take those, implement them, learn from it and, and keep going. The and keep faster going. you do that, the faster you'll take off. Yep. 100%. I love that.
0: Either way, you'll quit <laughs> and then you can do something. But, you know, but it's, it's true. Like you okay. might find it's not for you. You know what I mean? Like if you fail, 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 you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this. I don't love doing this. Fail fast for both ways because then you could do something else you love. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's not what I want you to say, though. I'm like, I'm not encouraging <laughs> people to quit. But no, no, you're right.
1: You're, you're 100% right. Right. But um, only the
0: people that are going to quit are going to be the people that would quit down the road anyway because it's not what they want to be doing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes yeah, you get yeah, into yeah.
0: adventure. You think I'm seeing everybody else doing it. This is great. If that's not your path or that's not for you. It's going to be hard when you have those times when you want to quit, because if yeah. this is not a passion business or something you love and you come up to those those type of roadblocks, you'll just fold. I mean, you'll you'll want to fold. So I'd rather it's find out hard. now that this is not what I want to do than push forward.
1: Sorry. Totally get that. OK, so I want to because you're making this sound so much fun, like <laughs> you're making this sound like a total adventure, but I want to get into your mindset a little bit as this is happening, like, were you just like, all right, let's go. Or was it like, ooh, like what, how did you process the transition from, from like not being an entrepreneur to being an entrepreneur in in your mindset?
0: It was, I don't want to say hard. I mean, it was different because once I kept, once I kept, I came up with the product and we were getting into it and I was feeling great, couple years down the road, I started feeling sick again. Mm. And even like when I was like slinging ribs and doing all that stuff, I'd have good days, bad days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've started this business because I came up with this product because I was sick. I thought in my mind, oh, that's the end of this story. I was sick. I came up with something. I'm better. It's great. Guess what? I was sick again. And I was sitting at my parents' house and I couldn't feel my feet. My father was like, this, we've had enough. Going to the emergency room again. And this emergency doctor was the first doctor after all these doctors. Like, what do you think is wrong? And I was like, well, either diabetes. And I knew I'd been tested for that. I was like, or multiple sclerosis. So he was like, all right. He said, I'm going to give you, we'll give you an MRI, like a brain MRI and a spinal Mm -hmm. tap. And it came back as multiple sclerosis. And I, I, I always tell people, and I think I shared, I was like, that day I was ecstatic. Like, yes. I mean, not stupidly ecstatic, but I was excited because you can't fight what you don't know. Yeah. And I knew in my heart that was it. Like I knew that was it. every symptom and well, and the spinal tap came back. It was in the spinal fluid. So that was it. Like I didn't have to guess. Everything else was like, eh, maybe it could be chronic fatigue. It could be fibromyalgia, it could be Epstein-Barr, but it just didn't feel like it. Like I had a diagnosis now. So I was like, that's yeah. right. I'm getting ready to change my life and change my diet. And then I started reading about it because the internet can really burst your bubble and it's it. I just started to almost get so fearful when I would hear mm. about people with MS and what's happening with MS and there's no cure for my MS and I started thinking, can I be in a wheelchair? And I was like, all right, you're going to stop. And my parents were like, we're not going down this rabbit hole. And I decided I did not want to take the medication because mm. it was injections. And at that point, like I said, that was 2007 I was diagnosed. So, and, and I feel like because my feet were numb at that time, I went to the, to the emergency room and I found all this out is because I was having a really bad MS attack. So for the next couple of years, I was super duper sick. Like I would have, I would remember at the beginning, and this was years ago when I said I would go numb from the waist down, that mm-hmm. would happen to me. Like it got to the point it would happen like 20 times a day. Like wow. I, I really I couldn't drive. I couldn't I mean, I could walk, but I could be walking in in the middle, like zing. And it would be like a lightning would shoot down my back. I'm numb mm-hmm. from the waist down for maybe 30 seconds. And then the feeling would come back. But mm-hmm. I would be tired after. And it was just, you know. It just wouldn't stop going. So I had found a great holistic doctor who was a medical doctor, but he was holistic. He does holistic first. And I mean, the the medical world would put me on all the steroids and all that stuff, but I just, I didn't want to do it. So I worked with him, food, diet, nutrition, supplements, acupuncture, acupressure. Like I tried, I worked with him, everything. And holistic is a longer way to go, but Mm -hmm. for me, it was a better, it was a better result. And so with MS, you have these scars, you have an attack, you have a scar and wherever the scar is, the brain can't read. So that's why I was going numb from the waist down because I had a scar in that area. So hopefully it'll come back. Sometimes you can have a bad attack. It won't come back. That It came back. But then three months later, like I was in a cycle. Three months later, my arms would go numb for the So Mm. mentally I was really getting depressed but the the upside is, I don't know how I would've worked the job at that point, so mm-hmm. entrepreneurship was really working for me, because there'd be some days I'd be laying on the couch, can't feel my arms, I'm like, "Ma, go put that in the box or or just mm-hmm. I had a team that could work for me so it, it it was a scary time, but it was a good time. I can't say it was but the but the business became. Like, that's my thing. Like, I'm not giving this up because I was in the, in the throes of MS and this was something my business made me feel better and there mm. were silver linings. And so it was so attached to my health. It was like my, my little, it, it was the thing that kept me going. Like, no, you got to like, get up doing. it. It gave
1: you, you purpose. It, sounds it, gave, like it purpose. gave you purpose.
0: Like you have orders. And what about if there are other people that have MS and you could tell them that they could, they may not start a business, but they just inspiration. So I did mm-hmm. start doing some like speaking gigs and things like that. So mindset was yeah, mindset was all over the place. But I think I thank God for my business because I don't know how I would have gotten through like the MS that initial attack without my business. It was my business was my friend. It was like my, my it was my friend. Oh, I had and other friends too, Gary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you had a whole lot of community I around did. you supporting I had a beautiful you.
0: Family, beautiful family, yeah.
1: Because what I'm really... I mean, I know you're saying that your business was the thing that um, gave you purpose through that. My experience very often is that that would be the thing that would derail most entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And would be the thing that... Takes them off track. The excuse, the the, and I, I hate to use the word excuse when you're really dealing with like health problems. Right. But it's just really inspirational that you were you found purpose on it in it, but you were also in ownership. I would say of how like this is um, no, we're gonna figure this out. Like this yeah. is like you your mindset kept clear on the goal and kept nope. clear on finding a solution and kept clear on empowering. Yourself through the process and empowering others really yeah. through your products and your story.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And I think it's what like what we just talked about. Like, if you don't love what you're doing, when you have a time like that, you're, like you said, you're out. I quit. I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm I'm over it. But for me, I don't want to say it drove. Well, it did kind of drive me. It was like a combination. It, it kept me going because I was that mm-hmm. passionate about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I know I felt relief. I know I'm doing better for my body during this this time. So I, I loved my business. I love my business. <laughs> there are some days I don't, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that stuff. Because <laughs> well, it's really easy to romanticize it all. But there are days when you're just like,
0: Argh. Gary, look, this is going to be like a real issue. This is going to be a real episode, okay? Let's go. I got up and put on makeup because 30 minutes ago, I was in that chair crying. Okay, <laughs> So I couldn't figure out my social media stuff, and I was like, I'm so tired. And I looked at the clock. And I was like, mascara. I was like I got Gary's thing in twenty minutes. <laughs> it is. It's a roller coaster. It really is, and it, it's so much pressure now. With yeah. 2020 was a, especially for like Bath and Body businesses, and 2020 was a wave of. Uh, it's like a TikTok army came out. OK. Mm-hmm. And these girls, I mean, they're amazing. These girls came in. They started businesses during the pandemic. They started making turmeric scrubs in their house and start and they already they they did it a different way. They built up followers and mm-hmm. then they sold them something. As mm-hmm. opposed to the way we used to do it old school, hey, I've got this wonderful product. Let me sell it to you. They yeah. got the followers first, and then they could sell them anything. Yeah. And, but when we were all in that pandemic, it was an army of young girls that started Bath and Body companies, whip shea butter, whip this, whip that. And I'm over here, the old fossil, trying to be like, hey, and they do diff- they do business a totally different way. Yeah. So now, 24 years in for me. I've got to shift and try to do business the way, take some of the things that they, some of the ways that they do it and incorporate that. And there's just, there's resistance, mental resistance for me. Like I'm tired. I don't want to do it, but this is the way the businesses are functioning now. You have to be on TikTok. You have to be on Instagram. You have to do reels. You have to do these things. And we're so email heavy because we we kept those email addresses that mm-hmm. I send out emails and people buy stuff. But are am I getting new people? Am I getting younger people? Like that is a whole new thing that I have to turn around now. It almost sometimes feels like building a new business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, there is something to be said for older businesses that are trying to fit into the new way businesses are done, which is building a following first and selling them something. So, there's a lot of fatigue. There's a lot of fatigue. And even if you are a new business, like it's not like it when you shut that camera and you load that reel, you got to turn around and do the work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to get yeah. those products out. You got to <laughs> ship those products. You got to, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's good work. But, and there's also another thing the girls weren't doing, they weren't even putting up websites. They were doing, they were like, oh, well, DM me for orders or things like that. So, People weren't taking taxes. Yeah. You still got to do your business the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So there was a and, lot of...
1: And I think it's important to also acknowledge the other side of that because I often meet entrepreneurs who are so hyper-focused on trying to build the following mm-hmm. and not going for the low-hanging fruit, right? Not right. making... Like I what I really hear about... Your success story is you guys really went to work at building these relationships, yep. and you you shared your story, you connected. You're you you have you're a very powerful storyteller. You use that to your advantage. You had these events, and I'm I will bet that's why your email list is so strong because these yeah. are real connections that you have made with people through your powerful story, through your personality, through your obvious care and passion, a lot of these kids can't touch that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think that the, the, I'm not putting anything down. That's a whole different right. model. Obviously, some of these guys are making a ton of money, but everybody's only chasing that way now. Right and and it's becoming first of all I think it's becoming a little sterile like it's routine where it's, just like, ugh, it's, okay. it's routine yeah yeah I mean and yeah I, I I appreciate the entertainment factor but the humanity isn't always there like a genuine right. deep connection
0: right
1: so I, I I I'm still a big fan of this way of doing it of talking um, to people making an actual yeah.
0: connection yeah yeah i got more stories gary i got more stories i got a really good one for you i got a really Let's good go. one for you Let's this one go. look this one involves like just what uh, uh, work-life balance look that was an ms moment i was like i mean look i can't even, <laughs> can't even we, get it out we, we have, we have to
1: talk about like where you are health-wise so that people aren't yes. like
0: Yes. Yeah. Although, so. That's what I said. That could have been an MS or a menopause moment. They just oh, go back and forth. <laughs> they go back and forth. But entrepreneurs have to learn how to build what work work life balance. And that's something mm-hmm. that I struggle with because at the when I started the business I was single, no kids, things like that. So I didn't have anything to deter me from doing this. So I hustled all day long and it got to the point where I was like, all right, you, you don't have anything left to give this business. Like, you have to build a personal life. People were yeah. calling me puka. Like, I was like, you, you gotta have a personal identity, don't You, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be the business. So, and for me, I'm a woman of faith. I wasn't going, I stopped going to church because guess what? On Sunday, I got stuff to do. I was mm-hmm. doing my other little stuff mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. you, you can't let your responsibilities go as an entrepreneur, you have to have some discipline and balance. Like this is family time. This is that time. Because you don't want to look up 20 20 years in and all you have is that business. And you, like yeah. you said, haven't developed any new friendships or relationships. So I just, it was in my spirit, was like, I'm going to church. I'm going to go to church. Mm. I'm going to go to church this Sunday. So I got up, went to church. And as soon as I went to church, they snagged me right up because they knew I did graphics. They're like, hey, Dawn, they knew they hadn't seen me. Like, we got to work. We want you to work on a brochure. And I was like, Dad, damn it. And I was like, but I can't say no to Jesus. I was like, all right, thank you. I sure will. So they hooked me up with this new member. I was like, I was like, in my mind, I was like, see, I knew I shouldn't have came to church today. <laughs> How horrible is that? I'm oh, sorry, guys. I'm just I kidding. can't say no to Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I can He's going to get me. I was like, oh, my. All these blessings I got, I'm going to shut up and do this brochure. Oh, I so- Gary, I had no time. We when was the
1: last time you had even designed at that point? I
0: don't even know. I was just like, you don't want me to do it. My,
1: <laughs> my dad asked me all the time. I'm like, Dad, I, I can't even tell you the last time I've opened do up. It. Like, I-, yeah. I-, I can't. I'm sorry.
0: Gary, like, Dad, go to Canva.com. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, this was after I wasn't designing it, before Canva was there. Because I sure would have been like, do it on Canva. So I had to go to this lady's house for like, they needed it so quickly. I went to her house every day for like a week, a week and a half. And she was nice, but I, I mean, I met her through the church. Really nice lady, young, older than me, but you know, younger. So we would talk and she's like, tell me about your business. And so I would tell her about the business and then I would do stuff in the mornings. We'd work on a brochure. I would come back I'm like, oh, guess what happened with the business today? But So she, beca- she's still, a, again, another really good friend. And so so we went on and on and on. So then, okay, the booklet is done. We were very happy, high-fiving. We go to church the next week. We had turned it in. The church was so happy. The booklet was done. Amen, thank you, Jesus. So I was like, okay. So I felt good about that.
1: Uh So, and I
0: was like, oh yeah, I'll call you. She's like, yeah, you always stay in touch, but you always say that. I saw this lady four days, maybe four or five days later, and I saw her in Whole Foods. And she was like, I was gonna call you. She's like, are you ready to be on TV? Uh, Girl Bye. I was like, yes. I, unbeknownst to me, she was a producer for NBC Universal. She never even told me. And she put me on the Today Show because she pitched to them a series about female entrepreneurs from Uh hearing my story and all the stuff that they told her. And it was called Step Up and Strike Out. And they did this series and she pitched me. And I—that's how we got on the Today Show, and well, it was would a Look at God! Spot. Look at God! Look, like, at God. look at God! Look at God! Won't he do it? Won't he do it? If you show up, like, I'll show up. I'll show up, God. I'll show up. But just the way that was put together. Tell Gary. me, tell me
1: you—tell me you've been at church every day since.
0: But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Um, there's some holes. There's some holes. There's some holes. But I, for the most part, I'm, I'm up in there. <laughs> Or virtually watching it online. But I'm a part of it. (laughs) But stuff like that, knows. He knows. I mean, there's a a lot of times you're going to advance your business when you don't even know you're doing it. I was just talking to her, getting advice, mentorship. She's like, oh, I was like, oh, she's really smart. And just, and look what came out of it. So they came in, I think it was a couple weeks later. They came full, full cameras and lights, camera action, and we filmed the whole day. Then we went and filmed us in Whole Foods and we got a whole segment on the Today Show, which got so many people coming into our website from all over I the bet. country because it was national national. And that was because Dawn took her butt Dawn realized that you gotta you have other priorities here, not just your business. Yeah. And took my butt back to church and God was like, let me bless my little daughter right here. Yeah.
1: And but, I, it, but again, it's like, I, I feel like you're really masterful at just connecting with people and building relationships.
0: Oh, Gary. Well, I don't I don't even know if it's, na- I don't know. It's it, just it's, it's it's something so, I it enjoy. Com- it comes
1: so naturally for you that you don't even that. see it as like a, like a yeah, skill. Yeah,
0: I'm just talking, I'm chatty. You're I'm just chatty.
1: being yourself, yeah. I'm chatty. But it, no, but, and like, I'm an introvert. So there are times that I'm like, I, I I have to like force myself to talk to people Cause, and, and I do what I do. So I'm on all day. I'm like, I'm in the podcast or I'm on coaching calls or I'm doing a training. Yeah. I'm on a stage, so I know how to put it on when I need to put it on. But my instinct is to now then go to my little corner. Yeah. And when, I, when I'm on the plane, I'm that guy that's like, I'm busy, don't talk to me.
0: Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and look, and I have a I, my holistic doctor that I was talking about, he has a, a large waiting room, and you'd be waiting for him forever. And everybody's always sitting there, like, just looking like, oh, there's are so miserable. As soon as I come in, I'm speaking to everybody. So one day, it was so loud. We were, I was making jokes. I was standing in the middle of the waiting room. Blah, 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 blah. And I can hear the doctor. He's like, "Miss Fitch is out there, isn't she? I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, ooh. But I enjoy that. Thank God, I guess I I enjoy that. So I'm always going to talk about my business, put it out there. Sure, yeah. Or, because you just never know what's going to come. It doesn't come in a, in a system every time. If you do X, Y, Z, you don't always yeah. get this. You got to sometimes just put it out there. Yeah. Like those breadcrumbs no, we talked about.
1: And this never happens alone. It always happens in community.
0: Yep. Almost it always definitely. happens
1: in community, and even me as an introvert, like, like sometimes I struggle with reaching out for that yeah. support, right? Like, yeah. and every time I do, without fail, it's like it, it's the universe always delivers. It yep. always delivers. Yep. So it's a really be- beautiful lesson because if you're, I'm like independent, I got to do it myself, and it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. And in, in fact. You can't. You can't
0: <laughs> you really and can't. it's easier. It's easier and it's a yeah. it's a more fun journey more fun. It's a more fun journey when you yeah. to me, when you do like I have I could keep you on here for eight. I'm gonna give you one more. Well, maybe a couple more stories, Gary. <laughs> we were doing. the- We'll make this a
1: two-part episode. We're doing no.
0: a two-parter, guys. We were doing Circle of Sisters in the City, and that's like a Circle of Sisters Black Expo. Like you set up, it's at the Javits Center, and they you set up, and they have tables, and it's done by the radio station. Like it was B- WBLS. So they uh-huh. have artists. It's like a whole weekend's days event. So all the people, it's it's packed. Like thousands of people go. So the guy like, ah, let's set up and do a table now. It now to do a vending event there because it's Saturday and Sunday all day. You gotta pack up, bring your stuff there. said it's t- those events like that are tiring. Like just your yeah, bag, everything. Exhausting. They're all they're exhausting. So, but we always and like myself, sister, friends, everybody. We like. We're gonna talk to everybody. We're gonna smile like we saw. We would go by people's businesses and they're sitting there with their head down, look like they didn't even like their eyes was like, please don't talk to us. I'm like, dude, you're selling something and you don't want me to talk to you. Okay, so everybody that walked by us, hey, how you doing? It wasn't even about buying. It was just like, hey, how you doing? Blah blah blah. So yeah, we spent the whole day. We all like me, my sister, friends. We laughing. Because like minded people. So we pack up, we go home, it was a good day. So the next day on Monday, I get a call from a woman. She's like, Hi. She's like, I was at Circle of Sisters yesterday. And she's like, And you guys were so amazing. My daughter, who I think her daughter was, I don't know, she's eight or nine, she's like, You talked to her about entrepreneurship and you really inspired her. And she was so inspired when she came home. She's like, I'm so happy. She's like, I wanna help you guys. Okay. And she's like, my name is Lashante, and she said, I am the star of *The Color Purple* on Broadway in in Manhattan. She's we're like, what, Gary? This woman who won—I think she won a Tony for for that for the *Oprah's The Color Purple*. She was the the she played Celie. And she fell in love with puka because we were so kind to her daughter. And she's like, no, just girl power. She put us in every magazine that she that she got like little uh, interviews for. She would have like be mm-hmm. holding her puka. She brought us to Broadway and we did a puka party for the cast of The Color Purple. She gave us free tickets to the show. And then we went backstage and just a wonderful, like we actually went to see her. She was starring in Donna Summer's. Broadway play. I think that was like a couple of years ago. I mean, and we kept mm-hmm. that relationship. Like she's a good friend, but from, and, and we always like, well, who was, who actually talked to her? Like, so we're like, no, it was me. It was me. We don't know, but <laughs> we know that, it was, but we all know each other and we're like-minded. So we know somebody yeah. was up there yammering it up. But this woman who, like I said, star a the color purple and just, we're doing cast parties. So everything that happened in the business and I would get like, do a lot of mentorship and people are like, well, how'd you get this? How'd you get that? Stuff you learn in I, kindergarten: I, be kind I, to people, talk. talk, be polite, be respectful. Like, I, there's no way that everything is going to happen. But for us, talking and trying to be authentic and sharing and not worrying about the dollar all the time mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. just really just given us the best, most beautiful experiences.
1: There's there's a whole book of lessons in in <laughs> what you just shared there. So many. No, and it's. I mean, if you're listening, like talk to everybody, like yeah. talk and share yeah. and share yeah. your passion. Oh, so good! I haven't even. I barely asked you questions. You've been interviewing I, yourself. Because
0: I will talk. See, you got. You got to stop. I and love, into, it. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? How this format goes? I just want to talk.
1: Those are the best kind of interviews when you don't have to just all organically go where it needs to go.
0: I, um, I, I did an interview once, and the girl's like, "Oh, I, sometimes we get people and they're nervous to talk." I was looking at her like, "Girl, you got the wrong lady. <laughs> I'm good." You're gonna have to time me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do
1: want to just get into your health and where you are now, so people kind of so we close the loop on that.
0: Yes. So from 2007 to maybe about 2000. 17, um, hundred percent holistic. And, and, and I also want to say, I do not say that with judgment. I do Mm -hmm. not judge people for taking medication. And I want to make sure that I always, when I say that, like it is your choice, it is what you choose to do. I never want to come off holier than thou because I, I mean, I still have holistic isn't a cure. It's just the way that I chose to deal with it. So good days, bad days. I will, Sometimes I'll, I'll go a year and a half without having any time of MS thing. Now I'm having a lot of vertigo. So I know mm. something has happened. So MS is unfortunately forever. But I mean, God is good. I'm walking, talking. Even like my bad days, I'm still walking, talking. Yep. I try to eat well. And it's so funny. Like I will fall off the wagon with that too. I mm-hmm. mean, I will go back to it. But yeah, there's sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I ate that chocolate cake. And I was, I started this group called the best life tribe on Facebook. And we talk about health and wellness and things like that. And I saw one of the, I guess she was in the group. Cause now the group is, I'll tell you about that story, but she was in the group and she came over and we were at an event and she's like, hmm." she was like, I was watching to see if you were going to eat that cookie girl, you could hand me up and try to catch me all you want. Like, I'm never going to live like that. Like I am not like a health guru, I am a girl who's trying, a woman who's trying. You know what I mean? Like, So do I fall off the wagon every day? Do I tell you things so I could judge you? No. I find out tips and I share them with you. And I hope that I don't ever tell anybody, you should do all holistic, but try it. If you're on medication, even living a a little bit more holistic lifestyle will help even Mm -hmm. if you're on medication. But I was so insulted that she was trying to catch me eating a cookie. I was like, if this was a TV show, I would have just turned around and ate that cookie right in her face. But I was like, mm-hmm. no, don't. But, but I mean, it goes, a lot of... it, it,
1: it goes back to what we talked about earlier about the Instagram world. Right. Because right. there's so many inconsistencies Perfect. with what pe- right. pe- people put out. So I kind of right. understand yep. her, that that instant, I mean, Yeah. She went... <laughs> I
0: think the difference is I never claim to do that. I'm doing this stuff because I have a mess and I share yeah. the things that work for me with you. I don't tell you to do them. I share what works for me. So right now I'm in the midst of eating, trying to eat. I try to stay trying to eat good. In 2016, I lost my dad and my brother mm. in, within four months. And I was not doing anything. And holistic is so much mind work, positive mm. mind, positive attitude. And <clears throat> I went to my holistic doctor. He was like, you're not, you're grieving. You're not doing anything. He said, you've got to support your body somehow. He said, if you're not doing any of the holistic work, then you've got to make a decision. And then I did go on medication and Mm. it gave my mom peace because my mom was so fearful. She just lost the two men in her life. Yeah. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. (laughs) So she wanted to make, she was just like, no, take the medication. But she's, my mother's like my biggest supporter, my mother, my sister. So I took it for them. And there was a part of me that was afraid too. And when I was diagnosed in 2007 versus all of the treatments for MS now in 2024, it's a lot different. So mm. there is no cure, but there are a lot of, there are other medications that can keep things at bay. So I do go back and forth with should I be, like I started taking the injections, the very, the oldest base one they had, which is like, it has the least coverage for you, but it was something. And it was something that I was willing to do because it was so, it had been in the market for so many years, they'd run the most mm-hmm. tests on it. So that's where I am right now. I'm trying to roll off of that. If I do, I do. If I don't. But I mean, the holistic, when I do poorly with my food and diet, and se- that's when I feel worse. So I you know that that, impact. yeah, I know it's working. If I don't do my meditations and things like that, and I let myself get overwhelmed and I cry in the chair, I know it's time that I need to <laughs> like get, get back to my holistic roots. So I'll never lose that. I'll never be... A guru yoga genie with it, but it's always gonna be a part of my life. So thankfully, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I'm well right now. Yeah. And I'm gonna I and plan to stay that way.
1: There's something really powerful in what you're sharing too, because I feel that when people take on things like that, whether it's weight loss or developing a new habit or they go through this oh, I, I didn't work, I failed, I got off of it. And then they just go, oh, it didn't work. And then they just like walk off, resign. Yep. And I love how you are aware that this is your true north. And yeah, I'm going to go, of course, because yep. that happens when you're sailing mm-hmm. and then Ooh. you keep coming back, right? You, 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 you keep coming back to your true North and resetting. And it it's a because there's so much humanity in that, in that interpretation, in that relationship with it. Because we're so hard on ourselves. We start beating ourselves up the moment oh, we got off and time. then you just throw up your hands and it's like, no, 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 right. you go, you come back. You, Tomorrow we'll to do it there's again. Nothing? Gary, yeah.
0: What you just said when you're sailing, you're trip mm-hmm. That's a book. Like I love that analogy. I love that. You are gonna go off from your yes yeah. from your childhood when you are sailing. That's beautiful. And and like yeah. I can really see the visual for that. And that that yeah. is so true. And there's so much power and just being grace, giving yourself grace. All right. So I didn't do it today. I'm gonna try again 100%, tomorrow. One hundred percent. That's it. One hundred percent. And I struggle yeah. with that. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like wait a minute. Calm down.
1: It's, it's a life a, practice. Never you know, ending. It, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't even know that we will ever get it hundred percent. I'm always like self-correcting, always, but it's it's easier than it has than it was before, and it feels better. <laughs> it feels better mm-hmm. not to beat myself up all day long because entrepreneurship—you could beat yourself all oh, day long. Oh my
1: God, say it again for the people. Oh, in the back. from
0: your money to your taxes to your this. To if you really in that mindset, you could beat yourself for the minute you get out of the bed and then punch yourself in the face and get back in the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you 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 have to adapt adapt that adopt that positive mindset. And I know people are they stick to hearing positive mindset, self-care, but I don't care how you say it, you got to do it. You got to do some yeah. some portion of it. Whatever it works whatever it looks like for you. But those are the things that's the people always talk about structure in the business. Like you got to have your your structure and your banking has to be set up and da, 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 da. and you have to have a good foundation. If you don't have a good mind foundation, that's just as bad. You know what I mean? Like you got your mind has to be just as good as the business that structure,
1: or and or even better because quite better. frankly you can, yeah, you can always get your finances straightened out. Exactly. You know?
0: What your mind but, goes, you're in trouble. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it really is everything. And what I think the thing that people I feel get caught up about uh, is back to what I was saying before that they think it's like. Oh, I'm going to choose to have a positive mindset. Okay. And then you just walk off into the sunset. Right. No, you choose to have a positive mindset. And then you choose to have a positive mindset. And then you choose to have a positive mindset. And then you, (laughs) you just... You keep oh my doing gosh. that over that's it and over. in a nutshell.
0: That's it in a nutshell. It's like you never actually get it. you just keep okay, okay. and then the spans that yeah. you keep it are a little bit longer, but yeah. it's it's a life work. yeah it's a life that
1: work. that that what you just said right there. you yeah. do that enough times. you do develop the muscle to hold on to right. it a little bit longer, little bit longer. Yep. and to recuperate quicker.
0: Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like I didn't cry all day. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. No,
1: no, but it's true. It's <laughs> true. true. Listen, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with crying it out. There oh, are times you just got to go. Okay. <laughs> let me but just let but this that, go. that yeah. right there, right? Like yeah. you can just, it yep. could take you out. It, yeah. And sometimes it, some people, it takes them out for a week. Yeah, a month, yep, like, sure, exactly but then right. it just takes you out for a couple hours, a couple yep. of minutes. That's yep. that's that's winning. Have
0: your pride, <laughs> clean it up, and keep it moving. Yeah, most 100%.
1: definitely. I love that. <gasps> Okay, my friend. I think we'll pause it there because we can keep going We've and got to going. Do part but two. will you please come back? Uh, this I was so want... much fun.
0: Yeah, or are you gonna be like, oh my god, Dawn is on here again? Like, <laughs> hey, part sixteen, Carrie. <laughs>
1: no, at no. I'm literally sitting here with a smile on my face <laughs> the whole time. It's so good, so entertaining. I love I it. I love, love it. I love to. it. I
0: would it's love been to. so
1: wonderful reconnecting with you.
0: You as well. After all well. these
1: years, congratulations and on all. Love your this success, is thank please, you. please, thank you. Go get yourself, go try Puka. So, I ordered uh, the, so I we hadn't talked in uh, 20 years or something, yeah. And I was following you on LinkedIn yeah. and I saw you posting like you were like, you were, I, we, have, we have sampler packs of our shea butters, and I was like, I don't know, I was just like, oh, yeah, let me let me you support Don, um, oh, yeah. So, I ordered the sample pack, and I was like, these are, <laughs> Babe, come over here. Smell these. And, like, oh. and they and he took some for work, and everybody's like, that stuff is good. What? That so, it, it's, it's a about. beautiful product. It's really good. And sometimes, like, shea butter is so, but yours is so smooth and easy Yay. to get on, and you don't have to, oh. like... Oh. So, good job. When oh, you good see job, that
0: connection... And that you supported me. You, you know what I mean? It, so it's it's like, again, Puka's like like, it's going yeah. on another journey. I don't know what's going to come for the Gary journey. Something come will come. Something yeah. will. You, oh, well, I'll you definitely will so get much. some
1: new customers, but uh, I'll take who it. knows? Maybe this, I'll came, this came. This
0: game. I'm on the ownership game. This game. That's
1: right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right, my love. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me. And you we too. will definitely have you on the show soon, okay?
0: All right. Thanks, Gary. Bye, everybody.
1: Dawn is a perfect example of the power of having a growth mindset. Instead of feeling defeated or sorry for herself due to the many health problems that she was experiencing, Dawn chose to turn her struggle into her purpose, letting her journey inspire and help others along the way. Her openness, her vulnerability, and her authenticity in sharing her story put her on the path. But it was her willingness to be a yes to every opportunity even when it didn't seem like an opportunity that illuminated the next step and then the next all the while learning from every mistake along the way getting better and better each day and to think that it all started with her playing around in her kitchen stove i hope that her story has been as inspiring for you as it has been for me as always thank you so much for joining us if you've been enjoying the podcast Please, please, please don't forget to share it with someone that you love. It would mean the absolute world to me. And I think the person you share it with will enjoy it as well. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ownership Game with your host, Gary Montalvo. Make sure to like and comment on your favorite podcast platform, as well as subscribe so that you never miss. Miss an
0: episode.